Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Let the eternal day ring out that has no end. Let blessings flow from the one who died, but God raised from the dead. Let the joy of this morning be greater in sound than that of Christmas. Secularizing this holiday of the risen Lord is not so easy for the world. You got spring break, coloring eggs, chocolate bunny, Reese's peanut butter things. They're all small distractions. Easter is for the church to celebrate without question. Jesus Christ has unhinged history from its normal cycle. Plenty of great men have lived and died, but the resurrection of Jesus Christ changed everything. As an empty tomb still gapes open before the world, so to believe in the resurrection changes how a person will look at the world. The true proof of Easter belongs to what the Father offered up in his Son. St. Paul says it very well in Romans chapter 4. He, Jesus, was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. By the resurrection of Jesus, God proves redemption is one for a sinful world. Of course, you're all familiar by now in these days of all the skeptical claims made today against Easter. While this is a hallmark trade, frankly, that's kind of outdated. It's from the previous century. The 21st century bears another fruit out of this kind of doubt. The cynical spirit has come. And it's a prideful despair. It likes to mock everything, trusts nothing but self, and even wallows in the gloom of it all. Christian Christians and churches can be caught up in even this kind of atmosphere, as we feel that, of course, Easter Sunday is always great because people are here, and that's a good thing. But we know how the rest of the year can look and feel. That can bring a cynical spirit even to Christians. There's no repeating, though, that first Easter morning. You know that, right? But everything still rests on the same Jesus Christ. Where life might go a number of ways before us, we don't know what a day may bring or how it may go. We don't know if our choice will always turn out the best as we see fit. But the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it held its course, as God promised. God turns everything to his son, not to be cynical about life, but for salvation. Easter is life joyfully packed with greetings over the crucified and risen Jesus. And so before the tomb, a greeting of triumph was made known. Actions, as we say, spoke louder than words, and of course it was Christ first on the cross who brought the first earthquake having died after saying it is finished and three days later the angel's descent caused a great earthquake giving a sign to what the Lord had accomplished now if you clean things up for guests at the house right you want to impress people you want to make people know that you're not too filthy I'm filthy 
But so it is with the two. The angel set the scene right for those women who were coming to see Jesus. God's heavenly interior decorator was at work seeing the stone out of place. And certainly those Roman soldiers, they will not do. The angel sat on the stone, that stone door of death, and it became kind of like a pulpit. And fear over his presence made unbelievers dead in their efforts. Didn't matter how strong they were, didn't matter how trained they were, they felt like dead men on the ground. God remains at work in the world, but nothing like the Easter triumph comes that has made known Jesus Christ. Since God's ways are not our ways, Christianity must stand alone on the resurrection. If the horse and the rider were thrown into the sea at the Exodus, God made a permanent victory of salvation in his Son. Sin, death, and the devil meet their end in the grave while another greeting stands before an empty tomb. The scriptures cannot be broken, and God's no liar. So to side with the power of, of men is also failure. Cynical despair does not know history, history rightly since it's come marked by the triumph of Jesus Christ risen. And so before fearful women who saw history play out quite brutally on the cross, another greeting had good news. The angel, instead of mighty actions, spoke faithful words. You get the difference? Actions might speak loudly, but the words are what made the difference. Do not be afraid. Showed the fears that they could not shake in their life. They were looking for Jesus, the crucified, on their terms of hopeless seeking before death. He had risen, and it belonged to the facts. First, it rested on Jesus' own word. Did you catch that? As he said, not by purely what they were seeing first. Second, of course, they had to see where he had laid. And so all was there for comfort and peace, to cast out fear. The angel drew them closer to the truth of it all. His greeting fixed on the risen Jesus meant they could go, but not the same way they came. Life out of the cross was to speak, and the angel gave heavenly approval. And you have to understand, he said, see, I told you. But what he was telling them was everything Jesus said, that he would die, that he would rise, that he was even going to go before them to Galilee. Jesus said that too. So the angels only said, see, Jesus' word is good and true and for you. You find either dead guards, you see, or women enlivened by the word at the tomb. A skeptical life cannot sit on the fence. We like skepticism. We like to question everything. But you can't sit on the fence with that kind of life since Jesus died at the hands of sinners, one after another, all of us. Only the word preached against death directs us to Jesus, 
who died and rose for our salvation. The evidence of bodily resurrection agrees, more importantly, with God's word, that is the spirit of truth. This truth is to give life in Christ, and so Peter says to him, all the prophets, that's the Old Testament, bears witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. And so all fears of death, failures of sin, and even the future requires the saving word because life has prevailed in a very specific way. He is not here. He is risen, as he said. The ambition of Easter is not abandoning the cross, but to leave the empty tomb to see life differently with the cross that has marked your lives in baptism and in Jesus' name. Fear still can be felt in many ways. We know this, and I'm glad to see this year at Zion, nobody has masks on. Because last year, that was not so. And don't even get me about previous years, right? So, the greater joy is how God is for you in Jesus Christ. And before life, the best greeting comes from Jesus. The first word St. Matthew records in his gospel account of the resurrection with Jesus shares with us one word from the risen Lord that says it all. He says to the women, greetings. Not shame on you. Not where were you. Not I'm here to answer all your questions to make you feel like you understand it all. Nope, it's more like Jesus is enjoying a good day, a great day, made holy and perfect in his name. Not for himself, but for you. Greetings to you is not as the world will give. For Jesus who died is the Jesus who lives. His humiliation to bear the sins of the world has given way to his exaltation as Lord. And so the women worshipped him. But unlike the wise men who would fall down at that manger scene, they clung to his cross-marked feet. Feet that came with the rest of him declaring Jesus physically risen as the Lord bodily. To fall down before his word and bodily presence now in the sacrament is worship today of the risen Christ before life and for our salvation. To be like the women is to be around Christ who is in his church around word and sacrament. The women were eyewitnesses going to Galilee. But the future was very much already secure. All things reconciled in Christ meant not to be afraid, but to go and tell his brothers, brothers who were later to be sent as apostles, able to say these kind of words, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. You're part of a family, a family deeper than flesh, born by the Spirit, 
and kept safe because Jesus, the crucified one, lives. This is a family that will not fade. Even what you see in the world or however the world wants to boast, it will not indeed quiet this family's life that has eternity in its hands. Confidence has come not from life, but Christ for us, no matter what unfolds or pains to bear. Jesus is alive with the victory won out of his death, and that has marked the life of his baptized. His pierced life of love holds the future, not your sin. Fears of death are gone. Or ways of this world will be put to shame. Since he lives and forgives, the promise stands, we will arise with him at his return in glory. So, how we greet Easter is really how we have made our way through Holy Week. Do you understand Holy Week is what Easter is telling each of you? It's what's telling the whole world. Holy Week is all about him who loved us. All that fell on Jesus as the Savior, frankly, is exhausting and inconvenient, especially for pastors. When you got to do all the services if you're really going to want to make it right. But you know what? The women, along with the rest on that first Easter morning, were not revved up by their own strength or powers. They were pretty cynical, very much in despair. Instead of their strength, joyful greetings came to them, packed full on Easter. An empty tomb, an angel preaching, and yes, Christ going before them. Death has lost its say. The world today, the word today speaks for you. And Jesus, well, you know how he is. He's always ahead of his church. He's always ahead of us for our good and for his glory. Before fears, raging of the world, or even a cynical life given to despair, Jesus says today, greetings, amen. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Please rise and we continue in confession.